let us turn our bible to first samuel chapter 1 first samuel chapter 1 I will read for you verses 1 through 11. Now there was a certain man of Rama, Rama Imphahim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zub, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. the name of the one was hena and the name of the other penina and penina had children but hena had no children and this man went up out of his city early to worship and to sacrifice unto the lord of hosts in shilo and the two sons of eli hopni and phinekas the priest of the lord were there and when the time was that elkana offered he gave to fenina his wife unto all her sons and her daughters portions but unto hena he gave a worthy portion for he loved hena but the lord had shut up her womb and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the lord had shut up her womb and as he did so year by year when she went up to the house of the lord so she provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat then said elkana her husband to her hena why weepest thou and why eatest thou not and why is thy heart grieved am i am not i better to thee than ten sons So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore and she vowed a vow and said O Lord of hosts if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid but will will give unto thine handmaid a man child then i will give him unto the lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head may god bless these words let us close our eyes look to the lord the holy spirit will help us to understand his word Our gracious heavenly Father we thank you and praise you for all the goodness and mercies that you have been bestowing on our lives. Thank you Lord for the opportunity given us to come together in the house of the Lord this this morning. As we are going to meditate thy word, I pray that the Holy Spirit will illumine our hearts and minds to perceive thy truth. We are not only hearers but also help us to obey your words. and walk with you and i pray that you will hide myself and glorify your name in jesus precious name i pray amen, amen. friends my english may not may not be as good as yours because i grew up 
from a very rural area and the place where i live i do not have a chance to speak uh, english and uh, also um, most of the time we talk in our vernacular language that's why when i come to us sometimes i find little bit hard to express in english even though i know certain things the vocabulary does not come all of a sudden but i try my level best to communicate in such a way that you will be at least understand the substance of the message and uh, this morning i recognize uh, brother justin who has drove all the way from uh, new york to attend the service new york or washington dc yeah uh, it's my joy to see you brother uh, justin so uh, my accent is uh, entirely different from yours so please uh, bear with me <laughs> we all are familiar with the story of hana we might have read many times and heard sermons from this i hope the sermon we are going to hear this morning would be a blessing to us all some time ago one of our congregation members named chandran he is a health inspector in my church uh, he is a member in my church working as health inspector for government and when i went to visit his house he said oh brother i am so discouraged because you have preached many times about a prayer and if we ask with faith without having doubt god will answer but i prayed many times for some some things god did not hear so i am so discouraged he even sometimes doesn't feel to come to church because some of his uh, petitions were not answered by god so this may be the case of many christians all over the world when god answers prayer of his people we are so happy and praise god and thank god for his uh, grace and mercy but when our prayers are not answered often times people get so discouraged and so fainted and uh, this morning the title of my sermon is prayer and sovereignty of god prayer and sovereignty of god so we uh, let us first consider about hana's family what kind of family uh, hana belongs so we we already knew that hana's family is a godly family hana and her husband they had a god fear and they loved the lord and they served the lord from their whole heart so verse 13 clearly says every year hana's husband elkana used to go to shailo worship the lord by sacrifices make a sacrifice that means the uh, they were a very religious people those days shailo became a worship center after uh, the people of israel have settled down in the land of canaan 
At that time, there was no uh, temple was built, and uh, people used to go to Shiloh and worship the Lord. And uh, Elkanah, when he goes to this place every year, that means he has a deep desire in hearts to serve God to, uh, with the family. Perhaps I think once in a year. Uh, the most solemn occasion of Israelites was the Day of Atonement. We are all familiar with what was the Day of Atonement mentioned in Leviticus chapter 16. And the whole Israel used to gather in the tabernacle and they offered sacrifice. Uh, and then the uh, priest, high priest, most high priest, he used to offer sacrifice for himself and his family and also for the whole Israel. And he used to take blood to the Holy of Holies, sprinkle seven times, and then declare the forgiveness of sin to his people. So likewise, every year they have gone there. Then secondly, uh, Hannah was a woman of prayer. Let me uh, read in verse uh, 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. See, there was a great deficiency uh, in her life. And Elkanah, even though he loved her more than the Penina, still the Penina made her uh, sore and uh, because she was often talking about her bareness. Bareness in India, if uh, any woman is a barren and uh, people would not uh, see her face in the early in the morning and uh, thinking that if, uh, so if uh, someone see that, that's uh, not a good sign. And if they want to go to a particular good thing, if they, if a widow come across, they will think this is a bad sign. Likewise, uh, maybe this um, Penina would have discouraged this Hannah like anything because she was her adversary. And uh, Hannah's, Hannah did not give up praying. We do not know how long Hannah was barren. How long he had been praying to God to answer her prayer, we never know. But it may be quite a long time. And uh, in this condition, uh, let us consider what was the condition of Israel during the time of Hena. So it was... Uh, time of a very um, spiritual dry condition. If we read Judges chapter 21-25, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. When God chose Israelites, when God uh, delivered his people out of the clutches of uh, Egypt, 
God God raised two leaders Moses and Aaron under the leadership God led his people for 40 days to get into the Canaan after they got into the Canaan God raised another man Joshua Joshua uh led his people and God used him to conquer the whole Israel and after Joshua to lead the people God raised judges during the time of judges over and over again people failed people uh turned into the idolatry and when they got, when they worship the idols God gave up his people to the uh, aliens and so that uh, other nations they kept uh, israel as their bond as their uh, bonded laborers so as the seven circles uh, we see in the book of judges people failed in following the lord then they came under the bondage of uh, enemies and then god raised judges like a gideon samson debora likewise and then whenever uh, people realized about their sin and repent to god god raised his uh, people then they got victory over the enemies but again they failed this was a cycle seventh cycle then uh, at the end we read there was uh, no prophet in israel everyone did what was right in their own sight this was the condition of uh, those days and then there was no prophet on those days where god can speak to his people and no one was guiding them no one received the revelation from god and to give it to them so there was a great need of a prophet those days and people of israel continuously gone astray from the lord because this is other new generation came the old generation who have seen the emancipation of israel who have seen god's guidance and god's miracles they had a fear of god but when the new generation came completely they have forgotten even uh, uh, you know in your nation maybe the older generation if you consider they may be more pious more religious more spiritual but as the days pass younger generation who were not realized all these old blessings they may be uh, going in a different direction this is natural this was the condition of those days also and the uh, fourthly the sons of eli they were not godly priests and uh, they have done uh, they were very arbitrary in sacrificing god people hated sacrificing animals not only that they were immoral by nature uh, those days and they did not have a fear of god they did not follow exactly the way they should serve the lord that's why people were get tired of bringing sacrifice you, you all know the story so i am not going into the detail as you know all that 
Hopni and Prekas were very uh, notorious people. And fifthly, Yeli, Eli, did not correct his sons in such a way that they would repent. He was very mild in uh, admonishing them. He should be pretty strong and he should have even punished his sons, but he was not doing like that. And then sixthly, chapter 4, of course, even though uh, uh, at that time Samuel was born, he was a small boy. You know, there is an incident happened in 1 Samuel chapter 4. There was a war between Israelites and the Philistines. And they encamped in the place called Apek. And uh, on the first day in the battle, Israelites were defeated. So 4,000 men were died in the battle. Immediately, Israelites thought, oh, because we didn't have an Ark of the Covenant in our battle, we were defeated. So they rushed to Shiloh, brought the Ark of the Covenant, and thinking that with the Ark of the Covenant in the past, they had a victory over the Jericho, and they had a victory over the Oi, and when the Ark of the Covenant was carried on, the Jordan River was divided. So many miracles they have seen. Because Ark of the Covenant is the symbol of the presence of God and the glory of God. So the moment they brought the Ark of the Covenant, Philistines were afraid. They were terrified. Oh, the Ark of the Covenant came. Oh, brethren, you uh, fight like a man. There was a battle was going on. Before the Ark of the Covenant was brought to the battlefield, only 4,000 4, people died. But after the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the battlefield, 30,000 people died. There was a fatal defeat. On that day, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by Philistines. The glory of God departed from his people. So it was the day there was no glory of God abide among the Israelites. Until then, before the, uh, the last days, the presence of God was guiding them. The glory of God with them. There was no glory of God. In this context, Hannah was praying for many years that God would bless her uh, to give a child. But God did not answer her prayer. Why God did not answer the prayer of Hannah? Because Hena did not pray according to the will of God. So now let us read again First uh, Samuel chapter 1, 11. And she vowed a woe and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. So for Hannah would have prayed simply, Lord, give me, bless me with a child, without realizing the spiritual condition of Israel, without realizing the spiritual need of Israel, she would have prayed. But after that, 
she prayed according to the will of god then she knew the condition of uh, those days so she, lord if you bless me with a male child i will dedicate him for your service and he will be like your uh, um, prophet so when she prayed according to the will of god god answered her prayer so john chapter 1st john chapter 5:14 says and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he heareth us anything we ask according to his will he heareth but john 14:14 says if he ask anything in my name i will do it so people cling this scripture and ask according to their desire and uh, matthew chapter 7 7 says ask it will be given to you so people ask whatever they like but at the same time first john 514 says only if we ask according to the will of god prayers are being answered so if this was not aware of his children easily they can get discouraged because god is the sovereign god god does according to his will daniel 4:35 says and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth and none can stay his hand or say unto him what doest thou so god does everything according to his will according to his own counsel man cannot give counsel to god man cannot uh, uh, command god man have to trust in god depend on his sovereignty because god is uh, omnipotent god he is a god of omnipotent he has all power god is omnipresence he presents everywhere and god is omniscience god knows everything god knows our thoughts our aims our plans our go everything god knows and god is the god of purpose so god for everything god has his plan and purpose only god's plans will come to pass not man's plans and isaiah 14:24 says the lord of hosts has sworn saying surely as i have thought so shall it come to pass and as i have purposed so shall it stand i have a thought i have a purpose my thoughts my purpose will come to pass and uh, jeremiah chapter 29 11 says i have a plans for you i have a thought about you i have a plans about your life i have plans about your future but these are good plans but these plans are not to harm you but to prosper you god's plans are good plans maybe at the time being we may not be happy with some of the things are going maybe even things going wrong 
when facing sickness, when facing difficulties in life, we may be get discouraged. But God has plan and purpose on each and individual lives. And uh, all we know, Isaiah chapter 46, 10, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pressure, calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that exuded my counsel from a far country, yeah, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. So God predetermines everything in our lives. Because when you uh, read Psalm 139, God says, God's eyes are upon us even while we are in the womb of our mother. And God keeps eyes right from the beginning. Even before we born, God has chosen us. You have not chosen me, I have chosen you. I have chosen you even before foundation of the world. I have chosen you even before you conceived in the womb of your mother. So God knows everything. God's foreknowledge. And this will happen only in our lives. So friends, God's plans are always good plans. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your plans are not my plans. Your ways are not my ways. My ways are much above, much higher than yours. We may not comprehend in our human understanding what's going on in our lives. And uh, I want to read uh, another scripture from Habakkuk chapter uh, 2.20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Our Lord is in the holy temple and he does everything according to his own will. And uh, Psalm 115.3, I know you all familiar with these scriptures. Wherefore, where, wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. So God is in heaven. He does whatsoever is being pleased. Acts chapter 4.28 says, God, everything done, according to the predetermination of the Lord Jesus, of God. And uh, Ephesians chapter 1, 11 says, God does everything according to his own counsel. And uh, I want to share uh, uh, testimony since one of our brethren mentioned about Amy Carmichael. I am reminded of a testimony. Amy Carmichael is a Scottish woman. When she was a small girl, her, she had a worry about her eyes. You know, uh, people in the Scotland's eyes are blue. And, uh, but 
uh, Carmichael's eye was like a brown, like uh, people in India having the eyes. And perhaps uh, children uh, or uh, some others would have criticized or say something that made her uh, unhappy to have the eyes. Why should I have eyes unlike my family and my community? So one day she prayed to God and she knew uh, Bible, uh, Bible words, if we ask God without having any doubt, God will answer our prayers. Even if you have a faith like a mustard seed, if you pray that the uh, mountain will fall into the ocean, it will happen. So, without having a doubt in her heart, she prayed, Lord, please change my eyes as a blue. I don't want to have these eyes. And uh, then with uh, confidence she slept. Early in the morning she jumped up from the bed with a great confidence. She looked at the mirror to see blue eyes. But nothing happened. She was very discouraged. Anyway, years passed. After 30 years of her prayer, the Lord brought Amy Carmichael to uh, Don, the village called Donavu, nearby Kanyakumari, Brother Justice knows, and in Tamil Nadu. And she started a great ministry. Those days, the illegal, illicit babies were thrown out in the garbage. She took the uh, babies and orphan babies and grow them like that. Hundreds of the orphans were grown in that place. Still the children are there. Okay. She was uh, very much involved only in the social work and medical work but uh, for a long time she did not involve herself in evangelism. And then the Lord spoke to her to testify Christ among the non-Christians. She was wearing, uh, she learned the language fluently. She used to speak uh, Tamil. And then uh, she got assimilated with uh, Indian culture, the way how people dress, the way how people act, all this. So she walked with uh, in the streets, walk to the villages with uh, wrapping the saris like Indians and she preached the gospel in our language. People were very much uh, responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ and when the Holy Spirit worked in the hearts of the people, they got repented. One day after having preached in a Hindu village, she came to her uh, house and uh, thank God. Lord, thank you for bringing me to this country. Thank you, Lord, the blessing of the ministry. On that day, God reminded Amy Carmichael. Carmichael, do you remember the prayer you made 30 years ago? So she said, thank Lord that you did not answer my prayer. Because... God had a plan and purpose in Amy Carmichael's life 
that she is going to be used in the country of india like indians god did not answer her prayer if god does not answer our prayers he has a greater plans in our lives sometimes god answers our prayers immediately sometimes god answers our prayers delayed after some time sometimes god does not answer our prayer god knows what is best in our lives all things work together for good to those who love god and called according to his purpose all things work together for good not to all men but only to those who love god called according to his purpose so i talked to my uh, church member with this scripture that consoled his heart comforted his heart so the same way when we get discouraged these are the scriptures comforts us brethren and uh, i finally i want to share uh, something about what's going on in india very briefly uh for your prayer not for any other thing so india is a hindu country it has about 1.3 billion population uh, in our country the hinduism is deeply rooted about over 1500 years before christ and that is why predominantly hindus are inhabited in the country okay in the year 1925 there was a two men high caste so called high caste brahmins named gold walker and hedjiwa from pune nearby mumbai they started an organization called rashtriya shevak sangha or ss the goal of this organization was undivided india one india one culture one language one religion this was their motto the goal of this organization then they went all over the country inculcated the values of the other uh, values in the minds of the people gained more followers and today several lakhs of people are following them but whereas india is a country where about 36 different languages are there in the country and many dialects and each state have their own language their own culture and the own way of lifestyle but there is a saying universe um unity in diversity this is the india india is a secular nation and the constitution number 24 and 25 says it is uh, we have a religious freedom in the land but as far as this organization is concerned they get a big goal to reach in their lives this is the organization killed mahatma gandhi because of he preach talk about the equality and this is the organization 
killed an australian missionary named graham stein once when he and his two sons after having preached were on the way back to their house they stopped the jeep and put gasoline on the jeep and just burned to himself and two of his sons and uh, okay uh, anyway this uh, this is the organization uh, persecuted christians predominantly in northern india whereas south india was safe for many years okay they were working on hard so in order to implement their goals and ideologies they started a political party now previously they started like a janasangha then they changed their name as a bjp bharatiya janata party in the beginning they were not successful in winning the uh, winning in election but gradually they won in election and as a second time they are ruling the country and one of the leaders named ashok singhal many years some years ago publicly made a statement what is democracy we are the majority over 80% population are in the nation one day we will annihilate the minorities from the country and these are the people believe nazism like uh, uh, what hitler has done to jewish people in germany they are the people applaud his action and they said we have to follow the same pattern that is why they have they are practicing like a military uh, way each district they set up their headquarters they selected young people and the training in the military way in order to attack the people uh, then when finally they won in election they came to the power first time now they are second time they are in the power with sing, simple majority uh, now they are ready to uh, uh, ready to implement their ideologies one of the things what they have done is uh, they are going to promulgate anti conversion law for the whole nation so far anti conversion law was passed only in Mad- state called madhya pradesh state called orissa and state called uh, arunachal pradesh only these three but now they are going to implement the whole country uh, already the uh, proposed law is with the president once he signed then easily they will pass with a simple majority in the parliament then uh, they will act according to their wish then secondly already uh, they made a law that a whole country should learn hindi whether they like it or not and all the english medium school who are following the central syllabus they have to teach sanskrit in the school so gradually they want to see uh, india has only one language so these are the people are uh, uh, antagonistic towards the gospel already they made another law recently saying we cannot construct a church building as we like if anyone wants to construct a church building prayer approval has to be up- obtained from the local government otherwise 
uh, action will be taking, taken against them. And in South India, uh, the young people are recruited in different villages to work against Christians. They will not go to Muslims because Muslims are very uh, aggressive. They can't approach them. But Christians are very calm. That is why they are coming to Christians and the churches. Already in Tamil Nadu, several church buildings have been destroyed. Preachers were attacked. In the place called Madurai, 30 years ago, over uh, nearly 36 families got converted and the church was started. Uh, now, these people entered into the village, influenced the head of the community, bribed him, and made a counter, uh, counter conversion to bring them back to their uh, religion. Those who are not listening to them, they were persecuted. Uh, even in my county, this kind of people are appointed. Some of our uh, evangelistic team were warned not to enter into the villages. So I am telling all these things. Please remember the situation in your prayers. God is in control. God is in throne. Nothing happens without his knowledge and approval. So I want you to remember these things in your prayers. Uh, not only that, Christians' uh, emails are monitored, WhatsApp are monitored, Facebooks are monitored, and if anyone talks about government, they will be uh, taken action. So in this situation, uh, Christians are really so afraid. But there is no need of uh, being afraid. Uh, Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, 12, but I, would ye, but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out of rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. When Apostle Paul was imprisoned in Rome, in Roma, Romans jail, he wrote this letter to Philippians. He, he was reminded of what happened to him. He was writing to the Christians who were going through the persecution. So he said, what happened to me are only for the furtherance of the kingdom, of furtherance of the gospel to be preached. So when Paul, after having finished his three evangelistic journey, he was ready to go to Jerusalem. Prophets predicted that, do not go to Jerusalem, there would be a persecution. Then the Spirit of God informed him there would be a persecution in Jerusalem. But in spite of them, Paul said in Acts chapter 20, 24, I do not care about these things. And I do not care even my life. I want to fulfill the ministry which I have received from the Lord. So with that intention, he entered to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, immediately the Jewish people, Jewish leaders caught him and uh, uh, gave him false charge against him that he preached against our law. He preached against the Judaism. Then he was persecuted. Then he was taken to the chief captain. Chief, uh, there he was beaten up. And then chief captain uh, sent him to uh, Festus. And then he sent him to Agrippa. And he was sent him to uh, Felix. 
so three kings were interview interrogated him even in before them while they were interrogating paul he was preaching the gospel there and then later on he was sent with other 200 criminals to the rome there was a shipwreck god saved his life and then he landed in a island it was a terrible cold he set fire to warm warm up himself there was a copper bite on his hand so many things happened on the way to rome but he was looking back all these things and said what happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel the first century christians were persecuted the more they persecuted the more the churches has grown so i feel like this is the time the lord has plans to grow his church i believe many churches is going to be planted and believers will be strengthened in the faith and kingdom of god will be expanded more and more so the more the persecution comes the more the work of the lord will be expanded this is what the bible says so uh, in conclusion what i try to tell is god is in control of everything god does everything according to his own will so the best thing in our life is submit our will to christ's will and whatever situation we may face whatever circumstances may come let us trust in the lord let us have a confidence in the lord on the sovereignty of god god is a god of goodness god is a god of love god is the god of mercy always god does good things to his children even though the present circumstances may be negative but at the end everything will come into for our own goodness so may god bless these words thank you very much We're glad you've been able to listen to this special podcast. We invite you to come and worship with us on a Sunday morning. Our services begin with hymn singing at 10:30 a.m. Mount Carmel Primitive Baptist Church is located at 1707 Churchville Road in Bel Air, Maryland. If you've enjoyed this message, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or in your favorite podcast application.